0: and find out more about resources provided by incubators and accelerators. My name is Rudy Fallad and I'll be hosting this podcast. Hello and welcome to Voice of Fintech. Today we're joined by Will and Will is talking to us from Woburn, Massachusetts, he can explain where that is, but I looked it up and it's close to Boston. And he says that they don't have snow anymore. They're happy about it, unlike some other parts of the world. So uh, welcome, Will, we're going to talk about digital payments, messaging, and e-commerce and uh, what's in store in 2021, what you can use from the pandemic and uh, his role in the companies like OV Loop in the US and others so i'm curious to find out more
1: how are you today will i'm doing great thank you rudy
0: well why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself and how did you get to where you are today
1: so um i got into fintech quite naively frankly back in um, uh, right around 2002 so almost uh, two decades and after i sold my second company which was a security software company to bea systems and that was uh About almost two years after uh, uh, getting a couple of master's degrees at MIT, I thought at that time, you know, how hard could it be to build a mobile wallet? And back at that time, remember, they were still black and white uh, phones. There was no smartphones, and uh, and I embarked upon uh, this journey of building this uh, this digital wallet. And as it turns out, within four months, I thought if I didn't change course, the company was going to die because. trying to build a mobile wallet, which was a two-sided platform, uh, meaning, you know, you've got to have enough merchants to accept a solution uh, for consumers to care. And for, mm-hmm. you know, consumers, uh, you better have a lot of consumers before merchants would care. So, so I pivoted uh, like, uh, like any startup would do. And uh, so we pivoted towards uh, creating the world's first pocket-sized point of sale at that time. And uh, that company eventually got sold to uh, Verifone. And then smartphones came along. So uh, we decided to take that concept of uh, mobile point of sale and applied it to uh, smartphones. So uh, at that time, um, Square was just coming along and we actually created a solution. But instead of um, going directly with Square, we actually uh, supplied... All the folks that were uh, competing in the marketplace, so we became the largest uh, provider of hardware, software, firmware uh, for those who were getting into the mobile point of sale space. So we had millions of of uh, of our solution white labeled by different folks that are out there, and that company eventually got sold to um, that company. Got, eventually got sold to Ingenico, and that was 2012. So 10 years after I embarked upon you know, starting a mobile wallet, um, what I recognized was that there was still no mobile wallet at that time, especially here in the West. And um, so, so I recognized that, um, you know, it needed the acceptance solution. Fortunately, my business partner and I started honing in on building a, a digital wallet and a mobile wallet. And he came up with a brilliant solution, which basically allowed us to to um, interact with existing magstripe readers and it just turns out that that was just a regular you know regular uh, communication channels so instead of waiting for a new way and changing new infrastructure we adapted to the existing infrastructure so we created mst magnetic secure transmission and right at that time tokenization was starting to happen so we said well if we can deliver tokens to be read by NFC terminals, we can certainly also deliver it via MST on the M- magnetic stripe rails and deliver one-time use tokens more safely and contactlessly. So that company uh, built the first wallet here in the US that uses magnetic secure transmission. So lo and behold, Apple Pay came and and uh, Samsung decided that they uh, wanted to acquire us. And that was Loop Pay. And uh, so Loop Pay got um, acquired and And uh, I became the global co-GM of Samsung Pay for uh, about three years. And since I finished my obligation at Samsung Pay, um, I still saw that there was a lack of a universality when it comes to digital payments. And we still didn't have a universal wallet here in the West um, that, uh, that works across all phones, that works across all channels. And that works across uh, tender types, different tender types. So that was when I started to think about, you know, how do we create a connected commerce platform and a universal federated um, digital credential uh, manager and a messaging platform that also allows for us to evolve Um, From the physical payment space, you know, in the physical POS space, then, you know, to the e-commerce space, m-commerce space, and then the digital wallets, but now transitioning towards connected commerce, which means all of the above plus in-message commerce and, um, and with a federated digital wallet that works across all these channels.
0: So obviously, you are a serial entrepreneur. So let's look at the journey that you described slightly from a different angle as well. And I'm not saying there is a there is one path that is better than the other. You know, obviously, I spent a lot of time in the corporate world. Uh, you are a serial entrepreneur. But I'd like to know what has attracted you to be an entre- entrepreneur instead of being an employee so early on. And, you know, obviously, it's it's tough, you know, it's not always uh, a, a success every day, right? So what were your favorite entrepreneurial moments? And then we can talk about the technology and the solutions.
1: Sure. For me, I didn't really know that I was um, on the path to being an entrepreneur mm-hmm. until uh, the middle of my graduate school. And um, before that, I came from, uh, I was a nuclear submarine officer. I spent uh, five and a half years as a, as a uh, United States Navy nuclear submarine officer, so quite in a, you know, a, a big disciplined environment. But um, what I recognize I had a passion for was building stuff and uh, creating stuff that hadn't been done before. So to me, seeing a problem that's out there and then trying to figure out a solution and trying to deliver that solution into the marketplace, uh, that challenge is um, what gets me excited and drives me. So I've been doing it uh, for Many times now, and uh, the last four companies that I've started were all sold to large publicly traded companies. Mm-hmm. And I'm embarked on uh, two more right now, and I've invested in a number of other entrepreneurs that are building their own startups. So I get excited about building something new and solving big problems. And I think that's what motivates me and gets me up at uh, in the morning. It doesn't mean that um, I don't. Uh, appreciate what big companies do and the type of scale uh, that they can deliver value to customers. Uh, I happen to be sitting on the board of of Synchrony Financials as well. It's a a great company, very disciplined in delivering credit to uh, huge numbers of people. And in Samsung, same thing, a great company, uh, hundreds of thousands of people around the world working for this company to deliver uh, some of the best electronics in the world to uh, to the masses. So, um, so I appreciate the scale, but at the same time, I also get excited about uh, seeing new problems and solving them and figuring out ways to uh, to get them to market.
0: Right, understood. I like what you mentioned there that you like to solve big problems, right? Because it's uh it's no fun to be a CEO of a small startup after many years and. You know, you didn't achieve scale, right? I mean, it's nothing wrong with having an SME. But if you claim to be a FinTech or tech startup, then you should be focusing on the big problems, right? And uh, so that's great. Now, I also know that you believe in digital payments. You're not a big fan of cash. Same as me, by the way. So what are the pros and cons of going more and more digital? And uh, how far do you think we can go? What I'd like to hint at is, is you know, in some countries, they almost fully digital but then there are discussions about uh, some groups in the population that are being disenfranchised you know like elderly and people like the people like, who don't have access to all the technologies that some others uh, take for granted so what what are the pros and the cons of going digital versus cash you think
1: well i think um it's inevitable that we go digital um and it's inevitable that Digital is a way to help us um, reduce friction, reduce costs, and also save time. You know, every time that we're able to reduce friction of commerce, we can see that people get more productive. And Visa used to have a study where, you know, they measured the GDP of uh, of a country based on, you know, the level of electronic payments and electronic. At that time, it was just purely electronic payments, not even electronic commerce. Uh, they can see that uh, a a country's GDP is directly proportional to how well they're able to reduce friction through electronic uh, payments. Well, that uh, extending to electronic commerce um, and and different ways for us to leverage digital mediums to interact and transact, there's no question that that shaves off uh, friction and then therefore provides us with more time. And when it provides us with more time, we can be more productive. And of course, there's always going to be uh, the exceptions, um, the folks that uh, that somewhat gets left behind. But at the same time, as you can see with COVID, um, you know, even my parents and I get uh, you know get on digital conferencing, and and uh, where as that uh, would happen a lot less. And uh, people um, keep, people get brought into the digital age, and eventually. Um, certainly, it's better for the uh, for the overall uh, economy.
0: Right. I mean, I, I agree. I think it's all about learning as well. Right. So uh, maybe instead of forcing things on people, let's also do some education and uh, the outreach. Right. You, you mentioned before, you've exited four companies, you're involved in some now. Uh, you the chairman and CEO of OVLU? Right. So, what is your company about? What is the problem that you're trying to solve? You, you started to, to talk about it, but uh, let's dive into it now.
1: So, what OV Loop is is all about is marching us towards a more digital and connected commerce environment, and to help businesses and people build better digital relationships. And what we see is that um, we've evolved and and have marched from the physical commerce uh, days in the 80s and 90s. And then in 2000s, we went to e-commerce and online commerce. And then we went to uh, m-commerce in 2010s, the last uh, decade or so with digital wallets and so forth. And we're now evolving to the next stage, including adding in-message commerce. But all of these mediums are not going away. They're just different channels. For people and businesses to interact and transact, so this is why I call it connected commerce. So the next phase of connected commerce is really about, at the heart of it, solving some fundamental problems of what I call fragmented commerce. So let me describe what fragmented commerce means and the experiences associated with that. So when you when you take a look at the, you know, I, I live in the number one economy in the world, the United States here. But uh, truthfully, we still don't have a universal digital wallet. Um, You know, Apple's for Apple, uh, Samsung's for Samsung, Google does theirs, and we're still carrying around uh, pieces of plastic or metal that are disconnected. And uh, those pieces of plastic are being skimmed in the physical environment. They're still being skimmed in the online environment. And every time it gets skimmed, I have to go and, you know, call up my bank and, Replace it and have it be mailed to me, and uh, they're still not uh, universal contactless. Uh, We're still sticking our cards or even uh, handing it to a waiter and swiping it. So you know there's a physical, uh, disconnected legacy solutions that are not great. And then you know when it comes to online and and remote, um, you know we are still using text message and. and uh, an email as our as our most prevalent forms of messaging. It's not like in China where everybody uses WeChat for for just about everything, uh, including customer service. Here we're we're calling customer service. We're waiting online and it's taking a long time. And when we call customer service to, let's say, make a bill payment for my credit card or um, or my uh, my, you know, operator's bill. Um, you know, I am still talking to, especially in D stage. as you know, 99% of agents are, are working from home right now. But I am literally giving my bank account information or my credit card information over the phone to these agents that are manually enter it into a CRM system. So these are not a very well-connected environment. And when I'm using my bank account information, they're ACH. That means they're not uh, processed in real time. So I don't know whether it's right. gone through. Or not. So these are the fundamental problems that needs to be solved. And what OV Loop is all about is to create a universal digital identity and a messaging platform that, regardless of what channel you are interacting with, we can facilitate faster, easier, and more cost-effective payment methods um, to uh, to have um uh, businesses and consumers interact and transact.
0: All right. Then who are you doing it for? In other words, who are your key clients?
1: So we have two different solutions. We have tools for businesses, what we call concierge. Um, and what concierge is, is a in-message commerce platform that allows the merchants to be able to Interact and transact with what's called a three-in-one commerce message. So instead of sending you uh, an email or text message and say, "Hey, go and log in," or "Here's your bill. You know, call our 1-800 service to pay it," uh, or go and log in to self-service on our our website, we actually can let the uh, let the merchants and businesses, brands, create and send out three-in-one commerce messaging bills where the invoice the offer is right there on the spot you can see it you don't have to go and log in you hit a pay now button if you want to pay it and uh, when you hit a pay now button you should be able to pay with your card your bank account and um, the very first time of course uh, if you don't if you're not part of ov loop you would simply um, enter in the just like a guest checkout but Uh, With your permission, we save your information so that next time it's much faster and easier, whether with your password, with your fingerprint. We help you save that information and help you do a much faster and safer checkout in the future. And and we save your content, whether it's credit cards, bank accounts, and uh, we don't care whether it's ACH. And we recently acquired um, one of the first um, RTP processors in the United States. So we'll be offering RTP uh, payments as well for bill payments and and so forth. And uh, so for businesses, um, we also know that instead of having them call your customer service, we also put a live chat button right there on that uh, remote three-in-one message, what we call commerce message. And uh, so that if you have any questions, you just simply reach customer service asynchronously with a multi-mode multimedia messaging platform that allows you to not only type with your thumbs but use the power of your voice in one tap uh, or even switch into hands-free mode. We have this button that allows you to switch into hands-free mode so that you can um, interact and transact with customers on your speakerphone, on your headphones, while you're driving, completely hands-free if you wanted to. And um, so whether you're talking about offers and invoices payments from credit cards and and, uh, bank accounts, or chat with uh, text or voice, we allow you to have these three-in-one commerce messages. And that's what's called concierge. And concierge can be uh, initiated and sent out whether you're already speaking with an agent, you're going through an IVR and you say, hey, I don't want to talk to an agent. I just want to pay my bills or I just want to chat. Uh, or whether it's blasted out through emails, SMS, incorporated in your web, in your app, we're channel agnostic. So concierge is a multi-channel three-in-one commerce messaging that's designed to create connected commerce experiences that are more digital and more powerful and more safe
0: okay understood i mean let's dig into this a little bit more because you know obviously you describe what is the legacy infrastructure where the problems are there's some solutions you know which are not covering the entire universe right in in a way but still the digital payments and messaging or digital customer service is fairly crowded space so what is your edge why are you better than anybody else why do you think that your solution which is an omni-channel solution, will prevail?
1: That's a, that's a great question. So number one, we made some of these inventions on not only payments and messaging that, um, that are differentiated. We purposely started from scratch looking at not just payments and not just messaging, but the combination of both and how they could be used across the existing channels that um, that businesses are interacting and transacting with their customers. So that's number one. The second piece that is very important, Rudy, is that um, we recognized that behind that concierge messaging, you need an easy, safe way for consumers to identify themselves and to use their credentials. And that's why underneath concierge, we created a universal digital wallet. That is truly universal and federated, meaning that it's universal in the sense that it works in the physical environment as well as the online environment, in message environment, web environment, in app environment. So it's federated in that um, once you log in in one of those environments, it could be through, you know, a commerce message uh, that gets you to pay your bill, or it could be through uh, downloading the app, or it could be through a offer. Um, Any way you get into that message from any one merchant that offers you to pay in that way, then that means you join the loop. You join OV loop. Once you join OV loop, you now are able to have a better way to interact and transact with any merchant and any business or brand that also uh, using OV loop or OV concierge. And, um, and what that means is now we created OV Loop as a universal credential manager. So that works across iOS and Android. As you know, I came from Samsung Pay, and I, I love Samsung Pay. But um, I also have multiple phones, and my kids have multiple phones. So why can't I have a solution for you know, uh, iOS and Android? Why can't I have a solution that works uh, in the physical world and the online world? And so we introduced not only a universal digital wallet, um, I call it a credential manager because it's not just for payments. Um, We help you manage your online passwords, your ID, your membership. Uh, You can capture your own driver's license, um, uh, your loyalty cards your bank accounts, it's for all of your credentials. And we're next adding FIDO. Um, So that means uh, with everybody who's joining FIDO, whether it's for remote access, it's a more secure and safer way to use your biometric to get um, access online, but soon to be using FIDO for payments as well for faster and easier payments uh, on the card rails. And we're going to be leveraging FIDO even on the... uh, On the RTP rails. So our goal is to be able to create a universal federated digital credential manager, so that your digital world helps you identify who you are and build stronger relationships with less friction between you and those who you interact uh, in the um, uh, both the digital space and the physical space. And speaking of physical space, you know we're not getting away from going to restaurants or going to to uh, malls and, and shops. Um, it's just that it's going to be a combination. So what we did was not only did we allow you to, you know, create a solution where, you know, you can load your digital tokens and pay with NFC online, but we also created a connected card. So for connected commerce, we said, why are these plastic cards, uh, having to be skimmed and replaced, um, why not have a connected card that never has to be replaced? And they're just using one-time use tokens. So we invented a solution called OV Valet that is an IoT device that is smarter and safer and better. And we incorporated, so we license back from Samsung the MST technology, and we incorporate NFC, of course. So now this connected card can be um, used to tap and pay at 94% of existing merchants. Around the world, even if the merchant has a plain old magnetic stripe, you know, reader in the back, we can transmit a one-time used token using our connected valet. and it's uh, it's pretty awesome. So that's that's why we we looked at two fundamental offerings, which is that universal digital credential manager that works everywhere. That's joining OV Loop. You can download the app. You know, you can do use it on the web. Um, so that. Um, When combined with OV concierge for businesses to be able to, you know, push three in one commerce messages uh, and interact with consumers in in, uh, OV loop app or OV loop uh, uh, messages, that's when we start bringing it all together to create that connected commerce platform.
0: All right. Understood. Makes sense. Um, Well, you know, you kind of alluded to going to shops and malls, etc. And uh, I guess you sound like you pass no judgment versus you know people who like to shop online and people who like to buy something in the physical store. But that dynamics have changed in most of the countries around the world in the last twelve months in favor of digital, right? So I've heard somebody say at a conference recently that COVID loves e-commerce. So have you noticed a spike in demand driven for your services driven by the pandemic? And where exactly, in you know, in what?
1: Uh, what areas? We definitely can see that there's a spike in demand for, for digital commerce. There's no question. I think you can see that around the around the globe. And uh, in my role as as um, um, as a board member at Synchrony, you know, we saw the the spike in uh, e-commerce transactions, e-commerce application, uh, you know, digital applications um, certainly dramatically go up uh, as compared to, uh, you know, physical commerce. So the world is definitely changing in that world, uh, in that way. And we at OV loop, we're just bringing ourselves out to market, um, and launching in Q1 of this year, uh, both the OV loop solution, as well as uh, the OV concierge solution. And we're seeing much more interest from both sides. And what we see is that the digital commerce and the e-commerce, you can see um, that the benefits of of e-commerce is growing, but there's also strains, really. The strains in e-commerce is happening with with more digital fraud, um, with more online fraud. Um, So therefore, digital identity and strong identity uh, authentication, multi-factor authentication, all of these things are becoming more and more necessary. So we see that in 2021, these are some of the trends that have to happen and we need solutions like OV Loop to make things not only more frictionless, but also more secure. Are you really who you say you are? So we got to go from what's called a, a um, digital attention economy, which we've been, you know, really working on in the last number of years, where, you know, we really don't know who you are on the other side. So, you know, we get you to sign up for, you know, free services here and there, and then those services try to sell your data to, you know, uh sell more ads. Um, but really is that who you who you are on the other side? And with so much fraud going on and, and uh hacks, cyber attacks. Uh, Many of our credentials are floating out there. So how do we create a solution that is more secure, that verifies uh, a trust score and your identity in a better way, but at the same time have more security, but still reduce friction? That seems to be an oxymoron when you're in a static environment. But with new digital technologies and new capabilities, we can, in fact, reduce friction and increase security at the same time. And I think that's where, where the world needs to go to next.
0: Absolutely. So let's see how 2021 will pan out. Uh, before we wrap, wrap up, I just have two questions for you. One, what is your favorite business book that you read recently, uh, that you could recommend? And the second one, you know, will obviously how to find out more about yourselves. But so on on the book side of things? Do you have a book that uh, that you can recommend?
1: Uh, I continue to, to read, um, read all kinds of books and, and uh, some of the more recent books, uh, you know, with um, learning about uh, Amazon, that one was a good book, and a more recent book that the uh, Jim McKelvey from from uh, a Square founder uh, that wrote um, about, you know, the innovation stack his book was also very interesting to me. But, but you know, what's interesting for me is, is retreading some old books uh, as well. I just picked up a book that I haven't read in probably uh, 15 years um, called Execution by Larry Bossidy. And so some of the same management philosophies on how to, how to execute is still very much applicable as much as um, in the you know, fresh new digital space. I still have to go back to the roots and the foundations of execution. So that's why Larry's book um, makes uh, makes a lot of sense, and I'm re going over it on paperback. In fact, uh, some of my underlines from uh, from from years ago. So whether it's new ones or old ones, it's good to continue to to refresh and hone my skills and and um, and, and continue to learn. And have an open mindset
0: makes sense uh, thank you very much will for sharing your views and uh, your insights about digital payments and digital wallets and digital identity i just wanted to finish on a typical note for this podcast where do interested parties find out more about you
1: or your services or solutions so um they they can find me on linkedin it's pretty easy to find just search will graylin and our website, because we're not uh, fully launched yet, we will be launched by the end of this quarter. Our website is um, is a little bit dated, but you're going to see some new things come out. Uh, so keep an eye on our website as well at ovloop.com. And uh, and I want to give a shout out to uh, not only my team at OVloop, but also my friends at, at Synchrony. And, uh, and I also have uh, another company uh, called Indigo technologies in the forefront of, um, of sustainable electric mobility and uh, they're doing some great things um, with inventions out of MIT. So I want to give a shout out to uh, to my colleagues at Indigo as well.
0: Fantastic. Well, thank you very much, Will, and good luck to all your ventures.
1: Uh, thank you so much and uh, really great talking to you today, Rudy.